0: Welcome to the Bubblehead Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm with my co-host, Robert, and today we're going to be continuing our discussion of rookies. Today we'll be jumping into the running backs. You ready, Robert? Yeah, absolutely. So this is kind of the bread and butter for most people is the running backs in fantasy football. Uh, while we get started, we wanted to discuss what we're looking for in a prospect. What excites us? What puts us off? What What is... That for you, Robert.
1: So, I think the biggest thing for me, you know, first and foremost, you have to, vision has to be at the top of the list in terms of traits. Um, and then I think athletically, you kind of want somebody who's going to be able to like impact the passing game as well as, you know, be a runner between the tackles, you know, kind of do both. Um, you're looking for that three down back. As the league kind of shifts more and more w- w- towards a committee, for most teams, finding guys that do certain things well uh, for like bench stashes, that's, you know, that's a valuable asset, you know. So one of the things I look for after the first couple like top prospects is like, what need does this guy fill for this team? Because, uh, you know, um, and if it's pre-draft or pre-NFL draft, you know, you're then you're thinking, OK, well, like where what team do I f- feel like this guy will get selected to? Um, do I think he's going to fit in as like a receiving back for this team? Do I think he's going to be like the goal line threat? You know, wh- where does he fit with a, in a team? And I think that's like kind of the big thing for me.
0: Yeah. I like that. I think, yeah. If we're just talking general traits, vision, vision has to be number one. And then I think just and overall athleticism is another one. And pass catching, like I said, right. All my leagues are PPR and they have been for a while at this point for playing standard. Uh, these rankings are certainly going to have to be adjusted for you because there's, you know, a big emphasis on pass catching for us. And I really like what you're saying about the fit. How does the player fit? Like what can they do for an NFL team? And obviously once we're past the NFL draft, we're really going to know that we're going to be able to uh, speak a lot clearer on that. But right now we're just trying to like project what a player could do. Um, so like some players, right, they don't have a lot of pass catching ability and they're going to be more of a ground and pounder first and second down. That's definitely going to push them down my list or someone's really just mainly going to be a third down running back. And the most that they're going to do is just pass catching, right? That's useful, but it's a limited upside. Really what I'm looking for is does someone have the size, the ability to be that third down back you're about, that's the coveted Bell Cow role in fantasy. That's why, right, that's why those running backs that do that are, are being taken ahead of some of even the really good quarterbacks in Superflex Leagues.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, and I, I think this is a c- pretty decent class uh, for running backs, at least at the top. Um, I have questions about the depth, but, you know, I mean, I don't know, I think it's a pretty decent class.
0: Yeah, I think I think uh, there's a couple that are really good at the top, a pretty bit of, of a good drop off, and then once you've made that large drop, I think there's a lot of people that are like interesting players for later in your rookie dress. I'm going to be taking very few second round running backs in the rookie dress, just because there's going to be wide receiver tight ends I'm more interested in. Uh, The running backs are going to be filling up my third and fourth round most likely because there's a lot of backs I'm interested in and I like, but I think that, you know, they mostly are are longer shot odds. Um, The last thing that's going to affect me, and right right now, we're just projecting it, uh, but draft capital. That is a huge factor for me uh, for running backs because draft capital tells me what a team – thinks about a player how much they value them right the uh the james connor the uh sorry the james robinson the eli mitchells although they they did so great as those uh low drafted players i just long term i'm worried about them right do they bring in someone a little more talented right obviously jacksonville the next year brought in a first round running back. he missed whole year so we don't really know what's going to happen but Draft capital certainly matters to me. And I'm assuming you feel the same, right, Robert?
1: Yeah. I mean, I want somebody who is going to be, you know, wanted there and be wanted there for a long period of time, right? Um, so, like, once you get past that, you know, third, fourth round, like, that's when it starts getting really dicey for me. Because, um, I mean, at that point, you're kind of a depth piece. So you could be good or you could just be out of the league in a few years, right? So, um, but, I mean, the thing is, is right, is you do have those undrafted rookies that, you know, they go off. But a lot of that, um, you know, and a lot of that has to do with the amount of touches that are available on these, like, the bad teams. It's like James Robinson, if he didn't go, like, if, if Jacksonville didn't let Leonard Fournette walk for nothing, then, you know, is he even remotely a fantasy asset? Probably not. And so he kind of just lucked into that role a little bit, um, in my opinion. You know, like because I mean, one Jacksonville, why did I don't know why they let Leonard Fournette walk? But you know, I mean, it's like situation matters. Situation matters.
0: That's a really good point about the uh, situation and how that matters, especially with the later round picks, because situation can change so quickly. If uh, and that's kind of what I'm getting is how long are they going to be in a good situation? So I wanted to pull up a little bit of data regarding draft capital. So this is stolen from Peter Howard, and this goes back to 2003 draft. And this is a chart showing what round people are drafted in and how likely they are to finish as a top five, top 12, top 24, top 36 running back in fantasy for one given season in their career, right? That's nothing to say how likely it is to have more than once, but just how many times those players in those rounds have finished one time in their career in any of those things. And I'm not going to go through the whole list. I'll put it out on Twitter. Uh, You can find me at at Eric, E-R-I-K underscore bubblehead, and for the full thing. Um, But just for example, first-round running backs have a 34% chance of being a top-five running back at least once in their career, right? That's pretty high for top five. For top 24, it's an 85%. So, first round running backs are more than eight out of ten times going to be an RB two at late swans, right? If we drop down to like round three, there's only fifteen percent of those are actually have been a top five, and the uh, percentage of being an RB two cuts in half, down to forty two percent. Now, the real dividing line for since two thousand three, at least, is by far and away day two versus day three draft capital. Well, once you get into that fourth round. You go down to a six percent chance to be in top five, eighteen percent for top 24. And it just keeps going down and down and down. So with draft capital, if you're gonna be taking anyone in the first round of your rookie draft, I would that like rule a rule for me is they have to be at least day two pick. So that means the top three rounds in the NFL draft. And the higher they are, really the more likely it is they're gonna hit. So you got to match that up, right? You got to match up the tape. The analytics, you know, what you think of them as a player, but then also you have to factor in the NFL and, and what uh, their draft capital was. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> with that, you know, you,
1: this, the draft capital obviously plays a part there, but um, a lot of those players too that, that are unsuccessful in those situations, they're, they're already on a team that has, that either one runs a committee or two, they already have a, like a determined star and they're, slotting in as a backup for that for that team if you're dra if you're drafted on day three it's like you're mostly a depth piece at that point so
0: uh but yeah you ready to jump into the episode yeah so we're just going to start off and we're going to give our rankings individually and then we'll kind of discuss all the players so uh we're ranking 15 players for this and i'll lead off Uh, my rankings are Brees hall kenneth walker isaiah spiller Samir White, Rashard White, Kyron Williams, Keontae Ingram, Damian Pierce, Tyler Beatty, Tyler Algier, Son Haskins, James Cook, Brian Robinson, and last, or sorry, that's only 14, Devontae Price, and lastly, Pierre Strong, FCS superstar.
1: Yeah, so my list, uh, starting off with Breeze Hall, Kenneth Walker, uh, and then at number three, I have Rashad White. Uh, number four is James Cook. Number five is Amir White. Um, Pierre Strong is number six for me. I think his draft position is going to kind of be a big decision there on whether or where I place him but uh, fully. But number seven is Damien Pierce. Uh, eight is uh, Ty Chandler. Nine is Hassan Haskins. Uh, Ten is Countee Ingram. Eleven is Brian Robinson. Uh, Twelve is Jerome Ford. Thirteen is Dorian Ely. Fourteen is Isaiah Spiller and uh, fifteen is Kyron Williams.
0: Yeah. So when when we started talking and you gave me your list, I was blown away uh, how different they were. I figured we would have a lot of overlap, and there certainly is some, but we we definitely have some vastly different opinions on some of these players. Yeah,
1: and you know that kind of goes into one of the things that uh, you know I just kind of. I finally worked out kind of some data points here in terms of uh, for running backs in terms of where I put them at um, for the what's, what's my cutoff point for a running back. Uh, So I have some supporting data here for this. So RAS line for running backs for me is at seven. Um, So basically I use this as a check in the box, whereas tight ends you were completely off my board. Um, I will still draft a running back that is below a seven. Um, I just move them down Quite a bit um, and the tape has to be really strong for me to, to like consider drafting them at that point. Um, so just some of the data here. So 37 out of 115 running backs have had at least one 1000 yard season and no pro Bowl and not met the 7.0 RA score line. Uh, so if you trim that down even further to a thousand yard seasons with at least one pro Bowl, uh, so that goes down to 14 running backs out of 62 that did not meet the RES line. Uh, so giving percentages for that. So 77% of running backs with a pro bowl and at least one 1000 yard season have had an RES above seven and 68% of running backs with no pro bowl and at least one 1000 yard season have had an RES above seven. Now, if you clue players with a RES above six, those percentages go up to 79 and 74% respectfully. So, you know you're you're getting a pretty good idea of of the numbers there just by you know meeting that line so you know I, I I don't use for the tight ends it's like an absolute cutoff for me like you will not be on my board if you're below that line but for running backs it's a lot different you know i because vision 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 um, and with Kyron Williams, you know i the The reason I low I have Card Williams so low is I I just don't see it I don't I don't know if that's a if it's all if it's all there um I would not be surprised though if he proves me wrong to be fair um he's kind of the one that I kind of flip flop on the most um but yeah I mean you know the that that knocks off you know all the way down of the of the people that it knocked off my list or knocked down my list I should say Brian Robinson at a six point five eight Jerome Ford at a six point eight nine, Jerry and Ealy at a six point zero nine, Isaiah Spiller at a five point six three, Abram Smith at a six point five six, and then Kyra Williams at a three point four.
0: Yeah, I, I think the raw athletic score is definitely useful. Um, I I don't tend to use it quite as uh, much as a bullet point. I certainly it's something I look at, but it's more of a confirmation for me. Uh, maybe a tiebreaker. I. Kyron Williams. I mean, we can jump into him. I'm, I'm very high on him. I have him at six. You have him all the way down to 15 for me. Um, I think, right. Everyone remembers the combine. He posted an unofficial four seven, you know, p- higher than four seven and everyone, you know, I think what happened is immediately everyone just wrote, took him off their board, you know, put a big fat line right through his name. And I think that's going to be a lot of value for anyone taking Kyron Williams because I think a lot of people are just going to pass. Um, I think that he had a poor combine in terms of his actual performance. I think he's more athletic than that. The size obviously isn't great. He's barely over 5'9 and and weighed in 194 pounds. He's a smaller back, no doubt about it. Um, I think where he's going to make his money is certainly as a pass catcher. Um, Not only do I think he's the best pass protection running back in this draft, uh, he, he has performance as well as an actual receiver, 42 catches a season. So I think that builds you in a really nice floor as a fantasy player. I think he's going to get on the field basically right away because of his prowess in the pass, or sorry, pass protection game. And then because he should be able to make a few catches a game, I think that builds on a nice floor. And what I saw with him is that for his size, he has f- fantastic strength he he's very shifty and he refuses to go down like i can't tell you how many times i saw him you know get another yard two yards after contact of you know a big safety or a linebacker he 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 was very good at avoiding the contact and and have like a glancing blow from these bigger players i think that he's going to find a role do I think Kyron Williams is going to become Austin Eckler and and you know put in an RB two season? No, no, I think that's pretty unlikely. But I think he has a very good chance of being a nice depth piece with his upside being you know a top fifteen running back a few times.
1: Yeah, so I mean, with Kyron Williams, you know, it's just I I think you're 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 hoping that he is a third down back. I think that's your kind of your hope because I don't think he's big enough to play between the tackles as a goal line back. And I don't think he's big enough to be a a third down, a three down back. So, I mean, I think the question really is just like, where do you, where does he go? You know? And I, and I, and I think that's like the big question for me, like where, if, if he stays at 15 for me is I think a big decision on where he goes. Like if he goes to a really solid team and, the first three rounds, like he's gonna fly up my board but at the same time like right now i'm worried he's not going to be drafted until day three
0: yeah the draft capital is going to be a big big part of kyron williams for me right now i think he doesn't make it past the fourth round and i'm really hoping for the third round i think anything higher than you know pick i don't know uh pick 80 is very unlikely so i think he's the late third round pick and I'm hoping he can stay at least in the fourth round. Uh, if he does that, I'll still be happy. Um, I might bump down a little bit, depending on what some of the people below, right? So right behind him for me, I have County Ingram, Damon Pierce, Tyler Beatty. Um, so in, in contrast, Pierce and Ingram have great size. They do have three-down potential. They've shown ability to catch the ball. And they, you know, they're both 220. Um, and Ingram has the six foot size versus five, nine appear. So Ingram really has size to even grow into that more. So, uh, right. If they, if one of them get, you know, second and third round draft capital, they're definitely going above, uh, Williams for me. Um, I just really like Williams's his floor. It, it's, it's one of the higher ones. Once you get past the, uh, the, the studs in this draft.
1: Yeah, so let's go back to the to the top of the list. So you want to go and go ahead and just go through your list uh for us. We'll talk about the players just uh individually through that, or
0: yeah. Let's just go through my list and you can add in any players that didn't make mine. So Breesall is number one, like that you know, is as unanimous as it gets for me in this class. There's no position where it's more of a separation between number one and number two at any given finish position. Uh, really the question for me is. How high are you valuing Brees Hall relative to some of the other running backs that have come out recently? Brees Hall, he's he's a younger back. He doesn't turn twenty two, excuse me, until May, right? He's a true junior coming out, and immediately he hit the scene as a freshman. He really performed. Uh, He's a touchdown monster. He had twenty touchdowns this year, and that's a total of fifty in his career. He can catch the ball. He's 36 catches. He has really good vision. He has really good speed, right? We, sh- we and His athleticism is great. When had a 40-inch vertical. Like, that is insane for a running back. That's great. Had the 43940 um, 940. And you can see that, right? And he has five career 75-yard plus-yard touchdowns. I mean, he gets the corner, and he's elusive. He has a nice spin move. He's got great vision, his cutback is really nice. I'm He has really good size. This dude is a stud. Like he's already in my top 12 in dynasty r- r- uh, rankings for running backs. Um if he gets a good landing spot, he could really shoot up my board for like overall running back rankings.
1: Yeah, I mean I think he's a RB1 for me long term. Um and I think I have him in my 1.01 like just over quarterbacks over everything. So um, I don't think there's any any question in my mind that he's successful in the NFL. And I I mean, I'm taking him first and I'm not looking back.
0: Yeah. I mean, the only thing that you could say as a negative against him is his high volume. You know, it's, it's the Jonathan Taylor argument. You remember that we were sitting there saying, Oh, we should take Ceh over Jonathan Taylor Because Jonathan Taylor has, you know, been tremendously successful in his high volume in college. Well, like, the argument
1: for me with Jonathan Taylor was where he landed. Um, and that's kind of the only thing that makes me worried, I guess, in air quotes with, with Brees Hall. Um, but one of the things I learned from Jonathan Taylor is that who cares? Just draft him.
0: Exactly. Got to go talent, you know, unless he literally goes like behind Jonathan Taylor Yeah, like... Maybe Nick Chubb. Like, how many running backs are (laughs) actually better at playing football than Brees Saul in the NFL? There's not many at all. Um, And obviously, they're not going to take the, you know, at least second-round draft capital it's going to take to get Brees Saul. I guess that's a question. Does he get first-round draft capital? I tend to think not. I think there's a couple teams late that might, but... Yeah, I would would struggle to believe he'd go in the first round
1: just because of the teams in the back. Um, You know, I could see maybe, like... Um, Like, you know, Kansas City just got a Ronald Jones, so I don't see that happening. I could see the Bills, maybe.
0: Yeah, the Bills is the one that seems squad. the most likely, but I doubt it because I think they actually have a lot more holes than people realize. Um, but, yeah, obviously, if he went to Buffalo, phew, Brees Hall to the absolute moon, like we're talking a top three startup draft pick at that point, I think. Yeah. Or top three round. I mean, excuse me. Um, but yeah, I, I love Brees Hall. I don't care where he lands, you know, minus maybe landing in Indy. He's gonna be my my one just because he's so talented. Um, I really don't know how much more we need to say. I could drool over Brees Hall for for a long time. Yeah, and I mean I think
1: so you said that there's a pretty clear difference between Bryce Hall and Kenneth or Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker. I I'd say Kenneth Walker's a little bit closer than you may think. Um I like Kenneth Walker a lot. I mean he was a you know a Heisman candidate for a lot of the season. Um, I mean the only question with me is like, you know, is is he a great, a good enough pass catcher to to you know make an impact in that in that field in the NFL? And I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine. I think he's gonna be a very, very good player in the NFL.
0: Don't get me wrong, I like Walker, but I think there's a clear difference between Brees Hall and Walker. Um Walker He's not, he doesn't have the size. He's two inches shorter and a few pounds lighter. He's, he's very good build for a five foot nine running back, but uh, a five foot nine running back isn't going to be any bigger than, you know, 211, 220, which is what he's, he weighed in at. Uh, Whereas Brees Hall, right, he has the size at 511 to really grow into that and be a 230 pound back, which, you know, that, that can make a difference. But obviously the biggest difference is, is pass catching. Um, I think that Kenneth Walker didn't, Put up pass catching numbers because of their offense. I'm not saying that he cannot catch the ball. Um, it's kind of similar to Jonathan Taylor again, right? I think when it comes to me with a running back, I say, can they catch the ball? Is it right as like a pass fail? And then are they a weapon? Those are like the two questions. There are some players that are a true weapon as a pass catcher that they basically can play a slot receiver role that they can run all sorts of routes that they're going to be, you know, a dynamic uh, weapon in the passing game. And then there's plenty of other running backs that, you know, they can catch fine and they'll do their check downs, their swing routes, their circle routes, all these uh, small, easy, simple routes, they'll handle that fine. And then there's some that, like, you just don't want to throw the ball to and you don't want to play them on third down because they can't catch at all. Um, And I put Walker in that second tier where he can catch. But he hasn't shown to me that he's a weapon, whereas I see Brees Hall as a weapon, or at least darn close. Um, So that's why there's there's like a significant gap, and there's really nothing changing the ranking of that for me, you know, other than, you know, some freak accident, injury, uh, arrest type of situation. But let's hope, obviously, that doesn't happen. Yeah, I don't have much else to say about Kenneth Walker. I think, you know, the Heisman candidate
1: speaks for himself. So.
0: Yeah, he's fantastic. I really like um, his vision and his patience, and he's got great speed too. He had an, he actually topped Brees Hall by a hundredth of a second. Had a four three eight. So I'm really looking for landing spot for Walker. If he gets a, gr- a really good landing spot, what he's going to do is he's going to shoot up my dynasty ranking board. Um, he won't change his spot. He'll just really he'll also change where I'm taking him relative to the QBs and and the receivers. There are some really good receivers I like. Um, and I'd take a few above Walker. But if he gets in a good landing spot, I'm, he's a top five pick for me for sure. And um, Super Flex, and he could p- push for top three.
1: Yeah. So I'm a noted criticizer of the quarterback class. I have Kenneth Walker at 1.02. Yep.
0: Interesting. All right. So we have a uh, here's one of our first big differences in opinions. So I have Isaiah Spiller at number three, and you barely even have him on your board all the way down at 13. So, do you want to start and tell me why I'm so wrong? Yeah. So, I
1: just didn't see it with the, in terms of the vision and the, um, improvement. You know, like that's a big thing for me in terms of like, what do what do, how do people improve from year to year? You know, I saw the same C- Isaiah Spiller from freshman year to sophomore year to like, you know, his junior year now. Like, I, I see the same back. I, I don't, and that worries me. I don't like when I see the same player over and over and over again on the, when I like watching the player, um, I don't think he improved that much as a pass catcher. Um, I think he should be more dangerous. And then the athletic score comes out, and then I look at it and I'm like, okay, well maybe that's why he hasn't improved as a pass catcher. Maybe it's the like you know the lateral movements just not there. So maybe he's like you know just not able to to you know outmaneuver these players like that. And so that was a big thing for me. Yeah, I mean, I my thing with Isaiah Spiller is. I just didn't see the vision, and I, and that worries me. And I and I, I think, I think that Texas A and M was you know just. A, I, I think they they were while they were very good running the ball. I don't think they were as effective as they could have been.
0: Yeah, one thing that I think factors into the lack of development, especially this past year, is they had such a downgrade quarterback. So Kelamon isn't going to be an NFL star by any means but in college he was highly effective and their their qb play this year was very weak so i think that can uh attribute to part of the the lack of development but i mean to not develop the way he did is is like okay for me he he averaged basically a thousand yards a season he he was extremely successful every maybe not extremely but he was a successful running back in the sec every year um, I would like to see a little more development, but it's not it doesn't like scream out to me as a problem. Um, I think he's a very good pass catcher. i, I was very impressed some of the catches and, and adjustments he was able to make. he he's not a great athlete, right he ran a four six four only a 30 inch vertical 116 broad. like he's not expo- terribly explosive. Um, but I love his balance and I think he's got good elusiveness. He's got really nice vision and he's got great size. So, like, right, he's firmly in the can be a third down bell cow running back for me. Um, yeah, so I'm he, a,
1: I just want to like kind of preface it to like with my like kind of hatred for Isaiah Spiller, I guess, would, as you would say. Like, I still have him. Like, yeah, he's like really low on my board, but at the same time, he's really low on my board because I don't, I just want to see like, whenever I move running backs, like I don't like to do drafts before the NFL draft for one simple reason. I think Isaiah Spiller is going to fit a specific role for a team, and I don't know if there is a team that's going to draft him high enough for me to still be interested where I think other people are going to draft him. So I I just don't think that I'm going to be able to draft Isaiah Spiller where I have him. And I don't, I I feel like he's probably a day through a day two pick. I think he's going to still be around a, you know, probably a third rounder, but you know, for me, I think there's just other people that are just a little bit more interesting in terms of being able to be that third down back or that three down back. Excuse me. Yeah.
0: If you're telling me right now, it's a spillers, a third round pick. And then a filter I will guarantee you will not have a single share of them in any of your leagues. If you're ranking them number 13 for the rookie running backs uh he may be slightly high but honestly i i don't i don't think so i think he's the third best running back um i do have a, a a gap i have a bigger gap between walker and spiller than i have between hall and walker i think they're both you know up there in their tiers of their own it's tier one it's tier two and then i have you know some mini tiers like going down three four or five tiers um Yeah, where where he lands is gonna really depend. I don't think I'll have a lot of spiller either. Honestly, P is I'm gonna be taking a lot of receivers and QBs between where I would go with Walker and Spiller on my rookie drafts. Yeah, because I I do think there's some Spiller truthers out there. There are definitely some people that love Isaiah Spiller. And there I've even seen some put him above Brees Hall, which I think is just silly. But if you want to say he's better than Walker, I'll hear the argument. I won't think you're ridiculous, but if you're put over Brees Hall, I think that you're blind. This, I think, there's a clear difference.
1: Yeah, I just don't think with, I don't think I'll be able to get Spiller in any league. Even if even if I had him up it, all the way, even if I moved him up like quite a bit in my rankings, I just don't see any situation because I would be ha- I would get him over. I would get a lot of wide receivers over him too, and, and like it's like you said, I have a, a pretty big gap between number two and number three as well.
0: Yeah, is that enough uh, the Spiller bashing, or or you want some more?
1: Uh, I just I just want to say, like, kind of my for the just running backs in general. So I after the top two, I'm not taking a single running back in the first round of a fantasy draft. Um, I would rather have the quarterback try. I'd rather take a chance on the quarterbacks and then uh, draft the the wide receivers over the third best. Running back, regardless of who it is.
0: Yeah, I feel the same way. And so our be, next, sorry, yeah, go you ahead. ahead. Yeah, you can go ahead. Sorry. Next running back on my list is Zamir White. We're in much more unison on Zamir than we were on Isaiah, because I am a, have him at four and you have him at five. Yeah, so. but I actually flip flop between him and James Cook.
1: I, you know, I I feel like James White and Zamir, James. Or did I just say their names together? James Cook and Zamir White. Um, you know, I flip flop them all the time. I'm just like, you know, I think Samir Zem- White's going to be the better, like, uh, goal line kind of first and second down, uh, back, whereas James Cook's more of the year change of pace kind of guy.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that you flip flop them because they're obviously such different running backs, right? Uh, Samir White is this his nickname is Zeus for a reason, right? He's this big, fast, athletic, you know. Pounding running back and and James Cook, I think, is kind of like a clear passing game specialist. Um I actually am not I'm not a fan r- at all, really, relative to you on Cook. I have him down at 12, but I think Zamir White, right? He's another third down, right? That's such a big thing for me. You have to have three-down running back potential because unless you have some just obvious elite skills as a pass catching only, I'm not gonna. Put you above these players that might get on the field you know three downs so white he's six foot 214 all right he doesn't have great numbers but that's because that's just how georgia does it no one gets beaten into the ground at georgia you know whether you're right sony michelle and uh, nick chubb are out there together um they, that's not how they do it they, they like to split the load um the, one of my biggest concerns was Zamir White's health. He's already had an ACL on both knees. He's had bad um, knee injuries very early in his career—one in high school, one as a true freshman. Uh, it's been a while, and he looks like he's recovered. So I'm not gonna like hold it too hard against him. But it's it, you know it's a little flag out there. Um, I like the, his running style. He runs like a bully. He he just punishes people, and he's got tremendous speed for his size. He's four four flat. He had really solid um, explosion numbers with his jumps. Um, the only thing is, is right. You mentioned it. He's not much of a pass catcher. I I think he's in the capable category, right? I watched him do the gauntlet at the combine, and and he looked fine. Like I didn't jump out and say, "Wow, that man should play receiver," but I didn't like cringe as I was watching it. So I I think he has the ability to p- catch passes, but I I don't think you're going to be drawing up like these specific plays for zamir white to be catching a pass um, in the nfl
1: yeah yeah you know and and that's kind of i don't i don't know was zamir white i i feel like he's got three down potential like you said but i just never saw it because i mean they had james cook in, in georgia and so you never see that um and so i think it the landing spot here again, the landing spot matters, right? Like, does he like slot in as like a, you know, a workhorse back or does he slot in as, you know, that first and second down guy. And then he has a guy come and relieve him on third down, you know, like, Hey, I don't know. I don't know where I'd put him in that case, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Draft capital is going to be a big part for honestly, this is my second or my third tier here. It's Spiller, Samir white and Rashard white. That's my, my third tier. And I, they're almost all tied and draft capital slash land spot is going to be the difference. Um, right. If someone goes and grabs Amir mirror in the second round, they say, look at it, look at what he can do. Um, that's telling me, right. That he's going to get great opportunity and he, he's definitely going to go to the top of that tier. Maybe people are a little scared from the knee injuries and he falls, you know, to the fourth, fifth round. Obviously he's going to go down. Um, I think he's a back from an older generation. I think if this was a, You know, fifteen years ago, Samir White's probably in the top two. Yeah, I mean, I think he's probably a top fifteen pick if this was nineteen ninety. Hell, even two thousand. But yeah, yes, your your point's super valid. He he's he's not the versatile running back that people crave, especially in fantasy. Um,
1: I think your dream is that he becomes Derrick Henry.
0: Yeah, he's not quite he doesn't have Derrick Henry size though, but He doesn't. He doesn't. He but plays I mean, I like he, that. He does yeah. play like that. And he played like that at Georgia. So, right, there's no better competition to to compare against. So, yeah, I mean, obviously that is your your dream, but I I think he can become he's not going to become a weapon, right? Like I said, he, he you're hoping for 25, 35 catches in a season. Right, that's enough that he can stay on the field in third down, and he can bring you in some PPR points. Your hope for Samir White is he has 1,200 yards rushing and 10 touchdowns. Um, yeah, he's most likely going to be an RB two if he succeeds. Right, if he hits, it's likely as an RB two. He has the potential to, you know, be a superstar. You know, no one really thought. There are players in college that show nothing as a pass catcher that do very well in the NFL. It happens pretty regularly. Maybe Zamir White's that. We don't know. Yeah.
1: I don't have anything else about Zamir White, though.
0: Now, a similar size running back that I think there's zero doubts whether they can catch the ball is Rashard White, the other White in this draft. Uh, he's almost the exact same size. He's a half inch taller and weighed in the same amount as Zamir White at six foot and a half and 214. Um, He's a little older. We didn't m- mention that was Zamir. Zamir is uh, slightly older. He's turning twenty-three versus you know the backs all above him are, t- are, are younger, which matters for, for me and re- for running backs. Uh, Rashard White just turned twenty-three this past January, but he had forty-three catches this season. He also had a thousand yards rushing at Arizona State. Arizona State was a freaking dumpster fire. Like the fact that he was producing there is. Certainly enough to like overcome the negative that I'm gonna place on it being hey it's in the pac twelve though, right? So the Pac 12's weak, but the fact that he was in one of the biggest messes in the Pac 12 you know kind of cancels that out. Um he's a strong guy. He put up 20 reps on the bench. That's really solid for a running back, had a great vertical, 38 inches, and he had a sub four five forty. So yeah, I mean, I think I think he's Very similar to Zemir White, honestly. Uh, The only difference is I think he's slightly less physical and not quite as, right? No one's going to make a Derrick Henry comp, okay? But also there's really no question for me as how good they are in the passing game. I think he definitely has three-down potential. He had a really good uh, senior bowl too. Um... He did. I thought he was exactly what I said. I think those are exactly what he showed, right, against the better competition that he can do all those things. Yeah, so I have him number
1: three and I and I like like you said, I, I agree with everything. I think he has the vision to be successful and I think he is able to catch, he's able to run. So I think he has three down potential. Um and I think that's where you're drafting him at. And then but that's like you said, this is a different tier, right? Like this is tier three. We're talking about second round picks in fantasy drafts. Um, so you know, like we've been saying this whole time, you know, draft capital matters, draft capital matters. Like you know, where does he go? Where does he go? And that's about really all I have to say uh, more about him, you know?
0: Yeah, these three, like we said, they're all in this tier, and they're all very similar. They can be a three-down back. They have shown, you know, some special abilities in certain things, but they're all in the same tier for me because where they go, how, what round they go in is going to be the deciding factor. But I agree. All of these backs, they're all second-round picks, and if they don't get a good draft spot, right? If they get bad draft couple, they're just gonna plummet for me in uh in terms of an overall rookie uh draft. So the next one we already kind of talked about we jumped out just because it was such a glaring gap it's Kyron Williams. That was my number six. You you have them all the way down to 15. We discussed it. I I don't really feel the need to, to go any further into Kyron do you
1: no no we okay. can go ahead and
0: move on to the next one. So the next two, you know maybe they should be in my last tier because they're very similar. To the last uh, three we talked about, I think that's County Ingram and Damian Pierce they are both bigger backs and they're both players that have shown that three down potential. Um, so Damian Pierce, he's really interesting because of how limited he, how much l- limited work he got at Florida. He only had hundred rushes this season, but he had 13 rushing touchdowns. Like he's, he's very prolific, uh, you know, very efficient in the end zone. Um, he only had 9 career games, more than 10 carries. So it's like he's a projection. He's a definitely a projection. Can he handle a heavy workload? He's got the size and he showed versatility. He showed pass protection. He he's a violent runner. Um but he didn't show it, right? He didn't show he can go and take 20 touches a game. So I'm not quite sure. Do you have um do you where do you have you have Pierce similar? Right? Yeah, I have, a, have. I'm at seven. Yeah, um, you have seven, and I have him no. at, at eight. So we're the same boat. So you must yeah. think. Are you concerned about that? How limited a workload he got in Florida? Or Are you just thinking, hey, that's the scheme. It's not a real big deal. Well,
1: I'm concerned about him being a three-down back, but I think he's going to be. I think he's got the potential to be a um, pass down, passing down back. Um, I think he's. I think he's going to fit right into a team as like that kind of in that role. I mean that's kind of what he did in Florida. Um and and I think he's that change of pace back that the teams are going to look for.
0: Yeah, I mean, once we're down at this point, right? Really even after 2, um what they did in college doesn't mean that they're going to do that in the NFL. For me, it means what they can do, right? Walker and Hall, those are the only two backs in this in this class that I'm thinking, yeah, they're going to, you know, get opportunities they are going to produce because they're just that talented. Whereas the rest of them, it's where they land is going to be a big part of it. Sure, right? They have these skills and they showed what they can do in the NFL. But if they go to a place that doesn't use them that way or has a player that's better at that specific thing than them, they're not going to get that opportunity. Um, so it's just good to know you know, that a player has the opportunity just don't believe that that's going to happen, you know, guaranteed by any means. As of Keontae Ingram, you you aren't a big fan of Ingram. I have him here at seven, uh, but he didn't even make your board. And I'll admit, I have him at 10. I'm sorry. That's right. You had him at 10. Um, so I, I, it's not a huge gap. I like him a little bit more. Um, this is a Texas product that ran out of town when Bijan Robinson came and he went to USC. Hey, I, I'm not. Hating the guy. Bijan Robinson is an amazing talent. Um, so th- there's no shame in that at all. I like his size. He's six foot, 221, had a solid 40 at 453. Um, really, all his numbers were solid to, you know, some were really good, right? He had a 23 reps on the bench. That's really good. Um, his lateral agility is a little low. It, it's definitely not like a benef- uh, pro of him, but I don't think it's <coughs> terrible. Um, yeah, he's a big body. He he showed the ability to catch passes. He can run. He he makes people miss in space. I like his vision. Um, he's yeah. Just get throw him in the bucket of where does he go? Where does he get drafted? He's another one of those running backs for me. Um, yeah, I I think he's got potential. But like we've you know we're a broken record here. Where does he land? He's yeah, not I mean, good there's... enough to just overcome whoever's in front of him. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that, and that's my thought. I mean, that's my big thing though with running backs is you get into later rounds with running backs. Like sometimes, like you're you're almost entirely drafting off of like a situation. Um, and honestly, like I'm completely okay with just not swinging for the fences on running backs and in in later rounds because you know, like you said that the stat that you gave, like that's it's a pretty good indicator for me of like who. Like, like if in the later rounds of drafts, I'm much more likely to go for somebody that I
0: believe could be a superstar rather than just some end of the bench player. Yeah, what I like a lot of these running backs for is being a backup in the NFL. What I see a lot for a lot of these, especially the bigger backs, right? Take out Kyron Williams and the next one we're about to talk about, Tyler Beatty. But these bigger backs that have three down potential, I'm th- I'm hoping for Alexander Madison right and there's very few spots where they're going to go and get 200 touches a season um but if they can play behind some really great bell cow back all of a sudden they become a really interesting handcuff right manderson is you know 14 weeks out of the year 15 weeks out of the year is no good but when he plays and he starts he's a top 10 running back that week so you know when i'm in my fourth round fifth round rookie picks I'm okay with taking a flyer on a couple of those. Um just because of that potential. But in general, I I agree with you. Go go for the fence. All right, you want to talk about Tyler Beatty here? Yeah. SC yeah. SEC mini mouse. Yeah,
1: you're <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I think he's uh he's an interesting player to me. Um I was really hoping to catch him a little bit more at the senior bowl, but
0: yeah, I was too. Um, but you know, then again, right? All his work in the SEC, it's the competition is probably better than the Senior Bowl. So that that's at least consolation there. My biggest concern, by far and away, is his size. He's five foot eight hundred ninety-seven pounds. He's just my concern is he's too small to be a fantasy star. I mean,
1: yeah, I think you're hoping for Darren roles type. But I don't I don't know if he's the he is. If I'm he's thinking more enough. Ray
0: Rice. I don't I yeah. don't think he has the agility of Sproles.
1: Yeah, and that's what I was kind of saying. I, I don't think he has the agility to be there in Sproles. And I mean, yeah, if he could turn into Ray Rice, I guess you know that'd be great too.
0: Yeah, I mean, Ray Rice was useful. That would be great right here down at running back nine for me for a rookie. If he turns into that, I'm happy. He was prolific. He had sixteen hundred yards and fourteen touchdowns in the SEC. he tacked on another fifty four catches. He was he was basically Missouri's offense, a bad Missouri. Like well, they're actually not that bad this year, but like I don't know. Everyone, you know, Michael Carter is kind of the love of, of he was a fourth round pick for the Jets, and people fell in love with him the last half of last year. Um, I think they're similar, but why was Michael Carter so good? It's because he was competing with Tevin Coleman. Like the the landing spot is what drove that, not the talent. I think Beatty can be a weapon in the passing game. He's he might be the most prolific pass catcher in this draft. Um, he's got really nice boost, or burst, excuse me. I just I just think he's too small. Like he, I th- there's probably someone willing to take him in the second round in your rookie draft. I'm not. He he's not going to be taken by me in the second round. And unless he lands in a solid spot, it's not going to happen in the third.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I and I think you know, as we get into this more, you know, I think it kind of hits home for or for me at least just how little the depth is here, you know, with all this with this draft. Um I think, you know, cuz we're talking oh, well this guy's going to get in the second round like I don't I don't know if I'm interested in Tyler Batty in the second round like at all. Um and but I could absolutely see him sneaking into the second round in a lot of fantasy
0: drafts. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to Look at the numbers he did in the SEC, the pass catching, and say, you know, especially because there have been some smaller backs that have found success recently. Eckler is, you know, the big one, but there have been some throughout time, right? You mentioned Sproles, I mentioned Ray Rice, Michael Carter. Um, there's a path, but usually that path is a lack of adequate competition in the backfield in the NFL level. So. I think Beatty's actually, will be a really nice NFL player. I think he's a good addition to a team in the NFL, right? He fits a very specific role. I just, I doubt he's going to get the opportunity necessary to truly be a consistent week-in, week-out fantasy asset. And, right, you're right. the, The depth here isn't great. There's a lot of players that I'm interested in in this draft at running back. There's not a lot of players that I'm like, drooling over and I, I i need to get shares of and i i must have them on my team and i think that's the difference between this year and 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 some of the more recent drafts so next for me is tyler algier number 10 pre-combine there were a lot of people on twitter acting like this guy should be you know in the top tiers of this rookie draft they were saying he's going to run for three forty. Well, he ran a 4 6 flat. And I got to say, I haven't heard a lot of Tyler Algier truthers on Twitter lately. And it's kind of nice because even before the draft, I was watching tape and I was just like, what are you talking about? I mean, he's the best thing I can say about him is he's got great size. Like, and he's useful in the passing game, but like, he shows very little agility. If he changes speed, it's like, you know, yawn fest until he actually gets back up to speed. Um, he gets the edge a fair amount in college, but that's at BYU. I don't see him getting the edge in the NFL. And honestly, I, I was questioning how good his vision was. So he'd throw him, he he's in this is a new tier for me, right? Baiting above, right? There was another tier there. This is another break for me, right? Tyler Algiers almost guarantee won't be on my squad because I'm looking at him in like the late fourth round, probably of rookie drafts. Yeah, everybody from here on out, I'm
1: not drafted until the fourth round. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't see it. I, I mean, lack of competition. You know, I, I don't, I don't think he, he didn't show for me the vision that I would want out of somebody. And you know, I like i said i don't i don't like the depth here and i i think we're starting to get into the you know kind of the the rough grouping so
0: yeah so my next back this one is the one that scares me honestly and it's hassan haskins because i have really no agility you know no combine numbers other than bench to go off of he he threw up 27 reps on the bench, which makes total sense because you saw it in this game. He's a big bruising dude. He's 6'2", 228, and he punishes people uh, the way he runs. He was, you know, the thunder in that dual combo running back room they had at Michigan this year. Uh, he was a big part of them going back going to the um, college football playoffs for the first time. And the reason I'm worried about it is because, right, what if he did test and show that he has – you know, better agility and explosiveness than I saw. Cause like, I doubt it. And that's why I have him down at 11 off the tape. I think he lacks burst and like his best strengths by far are first and second down relevant. He, he didn't look very comfortable past catching. I thought he was like, okay. Um So it's like barely a check in the can catch category, but it's, it's, you know, it's it's almost like a check and a half a minus. Yeah, so I think
1: uh, he reminds me a lot of Blunt. Um, and I think that's probably your like best case comp. scenario.
0: I like that comp
1: because I mean he's he's a bruiser. You know, I think he has decent enough vision between the tackles, um, but he's a touchdown guy. That's he's, that's all he's going to be for me.
0: Yeah, I think he's going to need to have yeah Legarrette Blunt's a perfect comp. He's a big dude. He's got good patience. And he runs well. He's just, yeah, I think he's going to need to be, you know what he'd be a great replacement for? Damian Harris. I'd love the pass to go and grab him in the fourth or fifth round. And after this season, Damian Harris will be moving on likely. And he can plug him in and he can just be that bruising back in a, in a relatively run-heavy offense. But for fantasy, he he has very limited pathways to fantasy success it's really just volume and touchdowns
1: yeah yep and i don't know how many but how many do you have left on your board i don't remember how many we have left. so that was
0: 11 I'm, I'm down to 12 now okay um we'll we'll keep going and then you want to cover the ones that uh didn't make my list
1: yeah. The, the only one we're missing still is Pierce strong. And I think he's on your list. Uh, he is. 15, he's number so.
0: 15 for me. Yeah, And honestly, that's, that's just because of where he played. So James cook is number 12 for me. We discussed him a little bit. My, I think he really only could be a pass catching weapon. I think that's the only way he's going to make anything in the NFL. My issue is, is that he seems to have almost a negative ability to break a tackle. Like, He never, anytime someone got their hands on him, he went down. And that's the only reason I have him so low is he he looked good. I thought he was, he's got good speed. He's four, four, two. He's got solid explosion numbers. He like, he's a very capable pass catcher and there are some that love him NFL circle wise. Uh, Mel Kiper has him, I think is like his RB three and is like saying that he's going to be like a second round pick. Like, I don't know what he's seeing because I see him having such a small limited role in the NFL. And I just, if you're a pass catcher and you have only average ability to elude a tackle and no ability to break a tackle to me, that's not valuable at all. He's what's he going to have like four catches for, you know, 33 yards, like five rushes for, 11 yards like that's what a typical game i see for james Conner is if if he's hitting right if he's getting what you want um honestly i think the fact that he's dalvin cook's brother is a big reason why people are on him yeah
1: i mean i disagree with you i I mean i think he's in the i think he'll be a, a second round pick and or third round pick and i and i think it i think you can At least at a very, at a bare minimum, pick him in the draft and sell him for higher in the future. But, you know, I I think he has the vision and the the athletic ability to be successful.
0: I I hear you. I agree to disagree. I just don't see it with Cook. I think he benefited tremendously being behind that Georgia offensive line. Um, He had a couple of big moments. He had that big moment in the. Was it the national championship or in the SEC championship? He had a big long pass catch. I just feel that he had a, you know, the fact that he's James Con Conner- or uh, Dalvin Cook's brother, and you know, he had a couple of very big time moments. I think that's got people having like some bias for, you know, in his uh, in his direction, you know, positive bias for for James Cook. I I won't be having any shares. Moving on, another SEC. Uh, running back, I have Brian Robinson Jr. He had to wait and wait and wait for his spot to play for a reason, in my opinion. Now I know Mac Jones had did the same thing and was tremendously successful. I just don't see it, Brian Robinson. I think I thought what was very clear in the Senior Bowl is how how much being on Bama helped him because I thought he looked. You know, completely out of place at the Senior Bowl, because why? There was like talent on both sides of the ball. All right, Robinson was very successful at over thirteen hundred rushing yards this year. He had fourteen touchdowns. Um, I think it was mainly just because Alabama didn't have some great players in the running back room to compete with him. I think that is kind of confirmed a little bit by them bringing in Jameer Gibbs on the transfer. They're not happy with who they had at running back, so he just kind of he got the uh, he got the nod not due to his ability, but due to others inability. So I don't see it. And fantasy wise, I just don't see it.
1: Yeah, I mean, this was supposed to be a rebuilding year for Alabama. Um, that's the kind of the funny part about this whole this whole year for them. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, I think Brian Robinson, I kind of, I thought at the beginning of the year, he was going to just kind of fall into that, that role. Um, you know, uh, Sanders never really impressed in Bama. And I mean, I don't think Brian Robinson's the answer for any team in the NFL, but I think he's going to get overdrafted. And I think a lot of people are going to have him probably as a first round pick in fantasy drafts. And I have no interest in Brian Robinson great story though.
0: great story yeah I mean he made himself a lot of money this year playing football at Bama he's gonna make himself you know probably at least a million dollars guaranteed on his rookie deal and honestly I think he has a role on an NFL team you know to be that goal line back to 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 be a bruiser I just don't think he's got any fantasy value yeah, if someone takes him in the first round of my rookie draft, I'm going to squeal with joy because all that means is that whatever pick I have for the rest of the draft just got moved up one spot. You know, my four or six just became a four or five because I'm not taking Brian Robinson in my draft. There's easily 60 players that I'd rather have than Brian Robinson. And uh, you know, I say that and I look at the two below him and I realize that they're misranked. Uh, Rob- Robinson should be my 15. Maybe even lower, honestly, because I have Devontae Price and Pierre Strong next, and I'm way more interested in both of them to be honest than Robinson. So I know you're really huge on uh, Pierre Pierre Strong, excuse me. He's a San Diego State product. Why don't you tell me a little bit about him? Because I'm still doubting the tape just because of where you know what level he's playing at.
1: Yeah, so I mean, a lot of it, obviously, you know, he played it uh, South Dakota State. Um, So you know, your question of Composition concerns are obviously a question there, um, but you know I think I think he has the vision to be successful. I think he was an extreme athlete. He's got four three seven speed, um, but I don't care about the four three seven speed. I don't I don't care about that at all. Um, what I do care about is the ability. I think he showed the ability to, uh, quickly come in and out of his breaks. And I think he's going to have the ability to be both an outside and in the tackles between the tackles runner. Um, and then I think the speed is what helps you in the passing game. So I think he'll be a beneficial option in the passing game. I think he's a good fit for like a zone scheme, not necessarily a, uh, power running scheme. Um, and you know so the landing spot there is going to matter but i think he could be a really strong asset for a team uh, in a zone scheme like that so um and then in the passing game i think that's where he's going to really make his money
0: yeah i'm i'm starting to really kick myself for putting him down here i'm definitely going to have to uh, bump him up a little bit before the nfl draft because his potential is high and when we're talking this late in rookie running backs really any rookie for the matter their potential is probably the most important thing. Um, and that's where I'm screwed up here is he should be higher because he has some serious potential to knock him this hard because of where he's played is, is foolish by me. Uh, like you said, he's an amazing athlete, but it's more than that. Um, he dominated where he played. And San Diego State, they're, they're about as good as it gets. Them and North Dakota State are like the two powerhouses in the SCS level. So, yeah. and we've have seen some FCS players make it recently. Um, there's actually a wide receiver this year, Christian Watson, that I'm in love with. The only difference is is that he came to Senior Bowl, dominated. Right? I wish Pierre Strong had played there. You know, that way he could have sh- shown his talents with some uh, some better quality players. But yeah, he's very interesting, and and I have him too low.
1: Yeah, I have him at six, uh, right underneath the Zamir White tier. Um, I have him kind of in a tier of himself. You know, like I think he could absolutely be in that that tier two of you know Rashad White, James Cook, Zamir White for me. Um, and then I have him right above the the landing spot group.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. So my last player to fifteen, and I had them rank fourteen, but we're gonna. We're going to say that I'm swapping uh Pierre Char and Robinson first right now <laughs> in, in the pod, tra- uh, ranking swap. So Devonte price, he's a f- another smaller uh, school player, Florida international university. Um, he, he didn't have a ton of work, honestly, he, he had limited work, but what I saw was flashes and, I have him, you know, he's kind of similar to Pierce Strong. And I think that's why I had him next to each other, is that they were like all potential type players for me. What the reason I have that I'm interested is what they can do. Um he had a great 40, 438. He had a horrible three cone. He ran a 759. I'm really hoping that's because he just, you know, it was the first time he ever ran a three-cone drill. Like that is terrible. I didn't see, you know horrible side to side ability in the tape the way that would indicate. So I'm hoping that's just, you know, a weird testing um, outlier, but he's got really nice size. Six one. He's two ten. Yeah. I mean, just a dart throw, total dart throw, but he's one I'd be interested in, in making, you know, in the fifth round, fourth round, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I
1: agree with that. I, I feel like he's a dart throw. Um, just depends on the landing spot. I feel like, uh, you're, you know, you're kind of, hoping he goes somewhere good and yeah i mean i think that's pretty much everything for the for the most of the rest of the guys in this list uh, even if you go if we kept on going further down i feel like it'd be the same thing right landing spot landing spot landing spot
0: yeah i have a few i have three others that i actually ranked and then the rest is just the pool of the rest we don't have to talk about them but why don't we circle back and get some of the players we didn't mention of yours so ty chandler the unc product Ah uh, Jerome Ford, Cincinnati, Jerry Ailey, Old Miss, and Abram Smith Baylor. Uh, they didn't make my rankings at all. Do you want to uh, go through them?
1: Yeah, so Ty Chandler, you know, I'm kind of just interested in him for um as a a um, prospect i I think he's in the same tier, you know, like as just landing spot i I mean, i for me. I think he has potential. I don't know. I don't think he's going to be a superstar or even a star. Um, and then for uh, Jerome Ford and and Ely. Uh, so Jerome Ford and and Jerrion Ely, they're both like, they're on my board, but they're pretty much like not. Uh, I don't think that they're going to get drafted. I don't think I'll be able to draft them. Um, I might get and Ely, but Jerome Ford, I feel like he's, he's rising up boards a little bit. Um, especially in the NFL circles. Um, But for me, you know, with both of them, I just see potential, right? I see the ability to maybe be a third down back. Um, And the, the issue though, with that is that I, the, the testing numbers did not support that. So, you know, we'll see what happens there, but um, other than that though, yeah, I mean, I I pretty much agree with your list. Uh, I, I think we have a few disagreements, but uh, overall we're pretty close
0: yeah it seems like james cook and uh, isaiah spiller we basically swapped yeah. other than that there's not and then Pierre strong Pierre strong i think i'm just late to the party on that one and then also kyron williams yeah so kyron spiller cook and Pierre. Are really the big changes for us for the most part we're very similar um, i think the important thing is that we are correct at what is tier one and what is tier two I think Brees Hall is the number one pick in the 2020 rookie draft really barring any type of league settings, any type of draft capital or landing spots, anything other than Brees Hall, you know, being put in jail for like felony charges between now and your rookie draft, he should be one-on-one.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's going to be people though that I think really, really like Malik Willis.
0: And I get that he's a quarterback, but for me, when I'm drafting one one the safety, right? The floor of that pick matters. Now I'm not like, it's, it's not the only thing that matters by any means. Upside is the pro is the most important. It's the first pick, right? I want to hit big, but Malik Willis could turn to ashes within a year or two. Yep. I don't see a world where Brees Hall isn't a contributing asset in your lineup in fantasy. Yeah, that, that's why it's a clear one-on-one for me.
1: Yeah, I don't have anything else. Uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about for the running backs?
0: Yeah, this was fun. Um, so Ty Chandler, I'm going to do a bit of a lookup. Uh, I'm going to have to put some more time into him. I know he's a late riser. Um, he did really well at the um, East Rhine Bowl. I've only watched, you know, probably four games, I think. And he's intriguing, and he's in my uh, my list of the rest. He's uh, right there just off of this ranking. And, uh, you know, it's April, what is it, April 9th. You know, we still have some time before the NFL draft, so this list isn't quite complete. So get us, right, for, and this is for all of our our rookie rankings. So, um, right, Robert was saying how he doesn't like to do drafts, rookie drafts prior to the NFL draft. I have a few leagues where I do it, and I enjoy it just because, it's kind of like um, a competition for me between b- between me and like NFL GMs. You know, it's like, I, you know, can I can I pick out the later round player that you know is going to be a star, right? Can I pick out the uh, Elijah Mitchell or whatever? Can I pick up on them? Um, I, I like that. Um, but yeah, check out. We're gonna have our rankings up on uh, Twitter. Um, Thank you this is fun burning i really enjoyed uh getting into the running backs finally and uh look out we're gonna be doing wide receivers next week yeah
1: yeah I'm, I'm excited for next week um you know we'll jump into to the wide receivers but um yeah if you guys uh hope you guys enjoyed listening and uh, please give us a follow on Twitter you know let us know what you think at uh, bubblehead ffB and um, if you have any questions you know just send it to us over there uh thanks for listening guys thank you you <laughs>